our top story. All right. Uh, on this uh, Monday, there's all kinds of things to worry about, but this is what caught my attention. The World Health Organization warning that conditions remain ideal for more COVID-19 variants to emerge. And I think we all realize, I think really in our heart of hearts, that Omicron is not going to be the final variant of COVID-19. But at the same time that we have this warning from the World Health Organization, on Friday in the United Kingdom, the UK Health Security Agency designated a sublineage, a subvariant of Omicron, BA2. It says it's under investigation. It could have a growth advantage. In other words, it could spread even faster than OG Omicron, if I'm following. Now, Britain has sequenced 426 cases of the BA.2 sublineage. The thing is, is apparently it is here in Ontario already, but are we doing enough to track it? Bradley Waters is Executive Vice President, Science and Research at the University Health Network. Welcome to the program. Uh, what can you tell us about this subvariant? What is a subvariant first? Yeah, well, the, uh, the designations are a little bit confusing. So there are two uh, different strains, really, of Omicron, and uh, they've been given this sort of uh, title of a subvariant. But, but and these have designations of BA one and BA two, and these both emerged uh, around the same time, and they share a lot of common mutations, and that's why together they're called Omicron. You can kind of think of them as sisters in a family that they're related to each other. They have a common parent that they both were derived from, but they're slightly different from each other. And the BA2, which is the new one that uh, you mentioned the UK uh, recently identified as a variant of interest, um, does have a lot of unique mutations of its own. So they share about 32 uh, mutations, uh, but the BA2 has 28 additional mutations that are that make it different. So it potentially could be quite different in terms of its biological behavior. In terms of its transmissibility, we hear so much about how transmissible Omicron is. We think that BA2 is possibly more transmissible? Yeah, well, the, the puzzling, I guess, the, uh, evidence is, is, is that which is coming out of the UK now and out of Denmark. And in both of those places, we've seen the emergence of BA2, so its growth, in a background where BA1 is slowing or even decreasing. And so the only real way to interpret that is it does have some kind of an advantage over BA1. And in Denmark, this has led to um, uh, the fact that it's actually become dominant now. It's about 60% of all cases are BA2. In the UK, it's very low still, but it's rising quite fast. And so when you look at that and you model the data, it does suggest that BA2 has a, an advantage over BA1. And that could but come from a variety of different uh, mechanisms. But but the graph is the same in both of those countries with a with a dramatic decrease in cases. It's just the number of those decreasing cases that are BA two is increasing. Do I follow correctly? That's right. BA two is increasing in both of those countries. It's further ahead in Denmark. It's already reached dominance there at sixty percent. It's only about three or four percent in the UK, but it's rising fast. Even um, and here in Canada, that, as other as other BA one cases go down. That's right. I, I, I see. What, and what do we know about BA2 in Ontario? So we don't know a lot because uh, we don't do a lot of comprehensive sequencing. And, and the data that we do get back um, only comes back after a couple of weeks. But we're starting to see the emergence here. 
Um, what we do know is the lab here in Toronto at UHN and Mount Sinai, they do sequence all their positive cases. And so they can see the variant status as it emerges. And up until about a week ago, uh, these were all BA1. But we've seen now in the last week, uh, five cases of the BA2, um, including two or three cases that were seen uh, as late as last Friday. And so we're watching this closely. And given what's happening in the UK and Denmark, uh, there certainly is some concern that this one is rising now here in Canada too. What does that mean for overall case counts, hospitalizations, and so on and so forth? Well, I mean, the short answer is we really don't know yet. We don't really understand uh, whether or not this, you know, a particular version causes more severe disease. Um, and we don't know the underlying basis for why it has this advantage. Uh, Denmark has demonstrated this sort of stubborn, continuous rise in cases. And uh, that may be the, the fact that BA2 has taken over. Um, but I think most um, virologists and most people who are kind of looking carefully at the sequence of these two um, would not suggest that what we're seeing here is the kind of shift we saw when we went from Delta to Omicron, that, you know, that dramatic change. Uh, it may be more subtle, but it needs to be watched, it needs to be studied, um, and we need to keep our guard up in terms of what may be happening with this version. Are we not doing enough in terms of Ontario in terms of sequencing? We're not doing enough in Canada in general on surveillance. Um, you know, the, the change in uh, in testing has led to, a, you know, a much uh, smaller sampling of the population. So we don't uh, test as many people um, with the change that happened in, this, in December. And so we don't have a chance to see it as much. The sequencing is a little bit sporadic. It's different in different provinces. It's kind of changed over time. Uh, and I do think Canada does need a really comprehensive, consistent surveillance strategy. We talk about Denmark and the UK all the time. And the reason is because they have this in place They've got great data. That data is available to researchers and scientists. And so we see things earlier. It's always tough to put this on a scale of risk and peer into the future. Can you give me, a, can I be as crass as to ask on a level of 1 to 10, your concern level over BA2? Well, I don't, you know, it's just not enough data to make any reasonable assessment of that. I think what is really essential this is variant or this, you know, disease and uh, virus has shown us over and over is not to underestimate it. And uh, we've done that a lot, you know, thinking things were over or we were out of it and a new variant came along. This won't be the last variant either. And we, what, what's really essential is that we watch what's happening. Um, we, you know, we can see in real time whether or not this variant is demonstrating, a, you know, an emergence or a takeover. Um, and that we have an understanding of what that risk is going to be in terms of the differences in, in severity or hospitalizations or infections and, and so on. We need to stay ahead of the variant. Brad, always great to talk to you. Thank you so much for uh, coming on and explaining this to us today. Thanks. Happy to be here. Uh, that is Brad Waters, who is a senior scientist and executive vice president of science and research at the University Health Network with the latest on BA2 a subvariant under investigation.